Today we join paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren that are working to help a family terrorized by a dark presence in their farmhouse. What will they conjure? Hello, everyone, and welcome to another rousing edition of Under the Floorboards, where we laugh at the creatures that go bump in the night. I am your host, John, and I am joined by my beautiful co-host, Eric. Eric, how are you doing today? Fabulous. Keeping it clean every week. Eventually, we're going to get that sponsorship. It's amazing, because Fabuloso actually only has, like, I don't know, 300,000 followers, which seems really low for how many people actually use it. Uh, But more importantly, we are also joined by our social media person today. Meet the cast and crew. This is Annie. Annie, how are you today? (laughs) Hello, I'm wonderful. Glad to be here finally. See, I don't have anything for that either. (laughs) You're making this so much harder for me. Oh, good. God damn it. (laughs) It's okay, because you make everything else so much easier for me. (laughs) And we really appreciate you here on the show. We're really excited to have you. I guess we'll start off with first impressions. I'll start off with this one because this is actually the first time I ever watched The Conjuring. I thought this was a really cool movie. I thought uh, there were a lot of allusions to their own mythos, which was kind of cool because anyone who has kind of watched this series, and I've only seen The Nun before this because I wanted to make sure that I kind of knew where the direction of the story was actually going. So I guess I sandbagged this since like 2013, right? Right. But I thought there were a lot of quips that uh, Annie was kind of pointing out along the way, which I thought was cool that they kind of set themselves up for doing Mm -hmm. like the prequel movies, the sequel movies and everything kind of in between. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was a lot of fun. Eric, what what did you think? Yeah, this is one of those that for in my history with this series, this is the one that I'm vaguely aware of. What I remember coming in and out of consciousness, falling asleep on somebody's couch <laughs> at some point while this was on at you know at any given point. So seeing it for the first time, I mean, it's kind of like all those things. I'm I'm much more familiar with the sequel. You know, the <laughs> this one, I'm starting to put the pieces together. I mean, yeah, right, yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, so, yeah. Annie, what about yourself? So you've seen this movie before. So what? What drew you into this? What made you want this to be your episode? So this is by far my favorite horror movie series because I feel like there's no loose ends really in any facet and how all of the other um, movies surrounding it like do play into each other. Like the ending of Annabelle is the starting of the first Conjuring, which I just Mm -hmm. think is really cool. Um, So yeah, I was really excited to have us do this one and hear your guys' thoughts. So, and actually, I kind of noticed, too, again, like, the only part of this series that I had seen before was The Nun. And actually, Mm -hmm. the end of The Nun is where we started off in The Conjuring, in the... Here we go. Here we go. In the the conference scene, like, that was... uh, I thought that was really cool for somebody who had very little context to it that I'm already picking up and being able to kind of see how they've made this world a little bit. Uh, so before we get into the synopsis, uh, Eric, do you want to read off our itinerary today? All right, guys, this is the <laughs> longest cast list I've done so far. It's also so the please, longest movie we've yes, done so, so far. Yes, so please bear with us. Thanks, um, Annie. Yeah, thanks, Annie. <laughs> Great choice. I'm sorry. <laughs> this film is directed by James Wan, written by Chad and Carrie Hayes. It runs one hour and 51 minutes, released in the year 2013. So we're coming up on the 10-year anniversary of the Conjuring series, which is kind of dope. I don't know. That's pretty cool. Anything. Yeah, actually. Kind of sick. We'll release that in tw- this episode in 2023, I suppose. Happy Halloween, yeah. guys. <laughs> Vera Firminga, 
coming in hot as Lorraine Warren, Patrick Wilson, one of my favorites, coming in as Ed Warren, Lily Taylor as Caroline Perron, Ron Livingston as Roger Perron. At this point, I eliminated the last names because <laughs> um, Shanley Caswell as Andrea. Sterling Jarens as Judy, Haley McFarland as Nancy, Joey King as Christine, Mackenzie Foy as Cindy, Kyla Deaver as April, <clears throat> Shannon Cook as Drew, and John Brotherton as Brad. Whew! I know, I'm, I felt bad for you just, like, starting this, but I will say, uh, there were a lot of, like, haymakers in this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, you had the up-and-coming Joey King at the time, uh, Patrick Wilson obviously does mm-hmm. so much work everywhere. Vera Farmiga, I am yeah. absolutely in love with, yeah. and I love seeing her <laughs> in literally everything from, like, Bates Motel to, she's in, like, three episodes of Gotham, yeah. like, and it's actually really cool, just a little bit of trivia is... Uh, her sister actually plays the nun in The Nun. Oh. So there, the, the, who is uh, Tessa Farmiga, mm-hmm. who is also a big part of the American Horror Story series. So we kind of have like a horror family. And I think that's really cool yeah. to like see that transcend itself in this series. There's power in the blood. <laughs> <laughs> the blood of Christ. <laughs> that's, a, that's a whole other movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like getting into the synopsis, we kind of start off with like this really weird scene where it's almost like these college kids right Mm -hmm. that are just like they start talking about like this fucking seance that they had and the demon's like you should let me connect myself to annabelle and i'm like what the fuck is annabelle right apparently everybody else has watched the movie so i look Mm -hmm. like a jackass looking at this fucking (laughs) porcelain doll that you did (laughs) yeah i and it it can be like that sometimes so we're in 1968 and they're trying to explain to i guess the only people on earth that understand like demonology that's not the vatican church right sure and that's kind of where we meet Ed and Lorraine for Mm. the first time. And there's almost like this really weird separation from the rest of the movie for me. Mm -hmm. Because it was, it felt like that's why they did other movies. Because we start off with Annabelle, Mm -hmm. but there wasn't a lot of context to what she, her story and what she was doing actually was. Because they were telling a story that was being acted out in the sense of the story that was happening five years you know, behind what was actually happening in the film that was also being told from two different perspectives and everything. So, yeah. And we kind of start off in, like, these uh, really interesting, like, flashbacks, right? Yeah, so I feel like it just kind of explains Ed and Lorraine's background to, like, this first kind of new part of their horror movies. So it's like, if you keep up with it and, like, oh, that's kind of a cool little, like, treasure, I guess, that you find because it's connected to other movies that you like, but also just giving kind of, like, contextual background to Ed and Lorraine if you've never seen them before to kind of understand, okay, this is who they are, this is what they do, and Mm -hmm. then fast forward to present day to um, unravel the story. Or the present day of, like, 1971. Yeah. 100%. Those jackets were so fucking rad. (laughs) (laughs) The costume designs were absolutely incredible for this fucking movie. So, yeah, we had those really weird instances of, uh, while that story is being told to them, we get these flashes, right, of, like, everything that Annabelle Annabelle Mm -hmm. was doing to these college kids where she's, like... You know, she's in different parts of the house mm-hmm. now. So her head's turning. One mm-hmm. eye's fucked up. Doll like, <laughs> and shit. Right, yeah, Leaving 100%. notes everywhere, scribbling on the wall. Yeah. Like yeah. Just harassing yeah. these uh-huh. two poor women. And it's funny because it, the notes say, miss me, which is, mm-hmm. again, heavily implicit that there's something that 
came before this as well, you know. Yeah, so and, it's and, kinda, and for me, yeah. I really couldn't figure it out for the longest yeah. time until Annie had actually kind of explained a little bit more of, like, Annabelle's background. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I feel like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, oh, she likes to play hide-and-seek. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. <laughs> and just recently, I watched the Annabelle movie, so it's, like, still, say. like, now re-watching this, I'm like, oh, I'm finally putting it together properly. <laughs> cool. I understand. Well, and, like, we'll talk about Annabelle a little bit throughout the cast, but I do kind of feel like that was such a it's not even just the fact that it was like the side quest story yeah. that, that we got through a lot of it but the it, how to play section of yeah, the movie. yeah but it was it was so background but there mm-hmm. were still so many instances where it felt like it came to the forefront for like five or ten minutes of actual right. mm-hmm. uh air time mm-hmm. so like and the long intro go ahead i'm sorry i, <laughs> I just decided i was gonna pick up it so fucking, but no you're right <laughs> pick that shit up yeah no, seriously, go. <laughs> God bless my editing. <laughs> so I mean, it was really cool because, like, you know, they come back and they're, they're like, you know, they're med students, whatever. And mm-hmm. they probably got some of the worst actors for this scene. They're like, we're, we're nurses. We help people. And, like, there's so many people that we've seen that are not going to be accredited in this mm-hmm. movie that we're going to talk about that mm-hmm. are literally just extras. <laughs> the, when I was looking at the cast list, I took the top 13 out of 64 people who are actually listed <laughs> in this film with proper credentials. So Yeah, so uh, we kind of get those flashes throughout uh, throughout them speaking to Ed and Lorraine about like she's in different places. There's like a crayon scribbling that's all over one of the mm-hmm. rooms that's in red. And it says miss me on it. You know, they finally throw Annabelle in like a trash can. But it was weird because Annabelle was still like in the apartment while right. they were talking uh-huh. to him. It's like we just can't get rid of this bitch. Mm-hmm. Like, totally. And then it just kind of cuts away. Like, their story just kind of drops off. Yeah. And now we're... And it's being shown in a film to, like, this lecture <laughs> hall. So now we're breaching the third barrier of what reality actually is. And we're right. here now. So, yeah. Like, essentially, they're... It's, like, backstory to give um, context to trying to finally get to the plot of our actual movie. Um, <laughs> we're, we're so close to yeah. <laughs> and like still you open with this conference of this video of them dealing with Annabelle and like them talking to this group of people I'm assuming out of college um, kind of just going around telling their Demon story yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I finally like okay we can understand like how Ed and Lorraine play into this movie and like what roles are going to be taking on and also, again, how that ties to, like, Annabelle, because we're seeing, like, that, okay, it's wrapped up. Like, they have her in their, like, collection room of their house now. Like, she's locked away. Like, she's not going to mess with anybody anymore. So everything is fine until it's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're going to be okay. <laughs> Say the words. <laughs> You're going to be okay. There's, like, this little quip that I thought was very cool where you, you almost get, it's, uh, God, Ed. Mm-hmm. Ed is talking to somebody. And he references what we find later to be that exorcism that we were talking about, mm-hmm. where he doesn't want Lorraine to be a part of this anymore because the last one, she touched the darkness so closely. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you she know, touched the fuck out of darkness. <laughs> she's, she's traumatized heavily. <laughs> but she's all about it. She's yeah. like, I can fucking help these people. Mm-hmm. And she has this level of clairvoyance that I guess makes her like the superhero of mm-hmm. this movie, which yeah. I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kind of move into uh, move in day, right? Nice. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say move in today, but uh-huh. that sounds stupid. So. <laughs> 
So we move into moving day, and we have uh, Roger and Andrea, and then their five daughters. Mm-hmm. That's it's so I'm not going to refer to. It's them. okay. <laughs> yeah. There's so many. Yeah, yeah, there's so many. It's like eventually I might even start just like naming off people like Joey King's character did yeah, this yeah, kind of right, shit because yeah. they're not used to this at the as the audience at this point. Not right? at all. <laughs> um, but we start in with moving day, and you know we start getting everything in, and we have the first instance of you know. Animals know where demons are. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody runs into the house and they're like, Bleh! and then like the dad, Roger is trying to get Sadie, mm-hmm. my girl. <laughs> my heart. Ask me, corazón. The worst foreshadowing. I, I ever. Know. Oh my God. Annie looks at it and goes, don't get attached to Sadie. I was like, I already am. <laughs> Immediately do, do not mean? attach yourself yeah. to that dog, please. Yeah. She's beautiful. So that's our real trigger warning for this episode is if you... Don't like seeing dead animals. It's not like brutal no, or anything wasn't like that. Graphic, it, but yeah. it, but it's it just was, there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was just there. It was there. <laughs> yeah. So we get to, you know, Roger is like holding on to the leash and like trying to mm-hmm. pull Sadie into the house. Sadie's like, fuck no. Are mm-hmm. you serious? Yeah. Like, I see, I see dead people. <laughs> <laughs> so the dog just gives up and they're like, all right, we're just going to chain you outside then. Fuck mm-hmm. it. Like, which I think is kind of fucked up, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> all, all he wanted to, or all she wanted to do was help. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. And you get chained up outside for that kind of shit. So now we kind of meet the girls that are playing hide and seek. This is the worst game in history of any children making up because it's <laughs> they call it hide and clap. First okay. of all, <laughs> yeah, sorry, I dislike that name in itself. Yet here we are. So essentially, it's where one child gets blindfolded, spun around, and then all the rest of the children go and hide. And you get a certain amount of claps, and that's you're supposed to echolocate through this new house that you don't know where anything is mm-hmm. at to try to find somebody. Luckily, I've never had any claps. <laughs> I knew you were going to fucking say that. (laughs) I've been waiting for it. (laughs) I hide in the dark with the VD jokes. Yeah. So yeah, they're, they're playing this game and I can't even remember which of the sisters it was, but one of them is blindfolded and she's trying to um, find any of her sisters in the house. One of them is cheating because she's right next to her and she doesn't clap when she's supposed to. And so her mom's like, you're cheating. And, you know, she's like, whatever, shut up, mom. I know. And so that's the point of cheating. (laughs) I want to win and I don't blame her for that. So she she goes down the hallway and she hears a clap coming from a closet, which doesn't make any sense how she would know that the closet <laughs> door is right there. Yeah, we just have to accept that she like She's knows <laughs> where the handle for the door is. Um, opens the door and her sister's just standing there and there's like a pause where it's like, okay, this obviously isn't just wholesome right now. Mm-hmm. 100%. Sister's fucking yeah. go at it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Essentially, they fall in the closet while she's, like, found her sister, and they break the wall. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because she, like, she opens the closet door, yeah. and she's, like, standing there in front of her, and she just goes, clap! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she just fucking shoves the shit out of yeah. her, and this house is pretty much made of cardboard. Mm-hmm. Anybody that's ever played Smash is familiar with the Smash attack, and that's essentially <laughs> what this girl did to her right. sister through the wall. So, it was a C-stick yeah. real hard. Yeah, real hard, yeah. <laughs> So, of course, they break a giant hole in the wall, Mm -hmm. and they find a set of stairs into a mysterious cellar that, like, 
how'd they not know that that was I didn't there? know we had a cellar. <laughs> sure. Extra square footage, I guess. Yeah. Like, I feel like a lot of my friends are realtors now uh, because they like to make money. But <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know why we're making a podcast. But, <laughs> but any one of them would have walked up to that house and saw... The, the thing is, like, the cellar has... Those ground level windows, windows that you yeah. can see into, and, and they're just like, "Oh, we didn't even know we had a fucking cellar mm-hmm. down there." I'm like, "Fucking how?" It's for ankle breeze in the living room. <laughs> when you want to like, it's a nice night. And you it's gotta, a hot summer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking hot summer. Yeah. So they start like kind of exploring now with matches because mm-hmm. I guess they don't own a flashlight. Right. right, because the girl screamed because they broke the house. <laughs> so the, the entire family is in this tiny ass closet and like, oh my god, there's stairs. So the dad like breaks down the entire stairs, rest of the frame and he somehow just has matches on him and lights them as he's going down the stairs. He's got spider webs covering him. He's like, look at all this shit that's down here. This is crazy. Like, Whoa! Look at all this free stuff. Mm. There's a piano. There's other shit. <laughs> a piano. Oh, all right. <laughs> I think we're like ten years off pop tarts on that one. I don't know, man. That was back before they were frosted, so I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> frosted fudge. <laughs> I do want to point out real quick too that at this point, um, the youngest daughter, who I believe the name was April. Had yes. gone out to this big creepy ass tree that Annie has nightmares about all the time. Oh, I hate that tree. Once the first time I saw this movie, immediately the next night People I had a dream. Start sending you pieces of the tree. Oh, Please don't harass me. Um, yeah, so this tree is just very haunting. If you've seen this movie, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It does play a role later on in the movie, which we will get to. But it's just a very like not fun looking tree to be. Like you just don't. want It looks go like it has there. like this weeping willow base to it with like the thickness and then it goes up into like kind of just dead nothing mm-hmm. and it looks completely with, charred with versus this all incredible the other fucking sturdy looking branch that's precisely 10 feet off the ground i thought it looked really this good for the come way- together soon like she said <laughs> i thought it would look really good for the like to have one of those swing ropes because there's a pond right in front of it and i was like that's fucking you can put a rope around that branch yes yeah, so <laughs> you totally can foreshadowing and so april it dad look I found this music box. It's got a fucking clown in it. Look what I found. <laughs> Great. So now she's attached to this music box that mm-hmm. she's found that has some kind Where's of little clown in attached it. To her? And that's all we really see of it for then, but it, it we realize that it does become an important artifact, I guess, later on mm-hmm. in the movie. Well, most definitely. And like, we kind of actually kind of leave them after that and we meet up with uh, Ed, who is with whoever it's some journalist for mm-hmm. some fucking paper his name was completely irrelevant i'm sorry that you got to be part of this movie and like you know we're yeah. not gonna say your name but mm-hmm. we don't know what what the fuck it is he was some he was one of the other fucking 49. a journalist has no name <laughs> yeah. his scene was two and a half minutes it's really okay. yeah so he comes into what i later find out to be their house right yeah. because earlier when they were doing their conference they were talking about the doll annabelle mm-hmm. and you know, one of them, this girl actually, to rewind a little bit, this girl like starts asking like, where is Annabelle? Mm-hmm. And she's just like looking longingly yeah. into Ed's eyes. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, talk dirty to me. That like don't stand so close to me energy. <laughs> like, yeah. So now I've realized that these artifacts that they collect as demonologists are actually in their fucking house, mm-hmm. which to me 
Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah, your mm-hmm. wards aren't even up, man. Yeah. <laughs> they have they have four weak locks on a door in yeah. their house, and mm-hmm. it's next to all of their mm-hmm. bedrooms. I don't understand what <laughs> your can't is. do locks from the inside. Yeah, there's a six and a half foot set of samurai armor that's confirmed to be possessed at one point. Like it couldn't get through that door if it wanted to. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Like yeah. I wanted to see Annabelle. In the fucking it's armor. just her head. <laughs> Hundreds of artifacts in this room, and you're okay? Like, you right. can sleep at night? Hajime! Hajime! <laughs> but yeah, it's everything from, like, possessed crosses, which I don't understand how that works, to... That got book. me. Yeah. 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 Jesus is in this room. What the Every, heck? Everything I know about exorcism is that crosses don't mean anything. So yeah. I'm sure you could possess a cross if you were powerful enough. And that's what I'm fucking know. saying. So... <laughs> <laughs> now we meet up, or now that we're having this conversation with the journalist, he's he is actually kind of a believer in all of this crazy shit, right? Which is kind of interesting for the time that we're in, because like you know, uh, you're a dingbat, you're a kook, you're all of this crazy shit for believing that the mm-hmm. devil can possess you, even though the Vatican Church literally believes in this shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, but we're the crazy ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's like, yeah, no, I'm going to write the article. Everything's going to be cool. And he's like, all right, awesome. So he goes out and talks to um, Lorraine. And he's like, I think they're actually going to write like a credit, uh, an accredited article about mm-hmm. us. And I was like, that was the extent of that part of the story. Well, even <laughs> well, to back up before that, we see that while he's being interviewed, he's talking about the doll Annabelle to the interviewer, mm-hmm. and he hears something um, like shuffle on the other side of the room, and he realizes it's his daughter, Judy. Oh, that's right. And this that's is, right. to me, one of the biggest connections from just like understanding Annabelle mm-hmm. that in that movie, young girls are very attracted to this doll. So for me, it was kind of that moment of like, oh, she's sneaking in there, even though she knows she's not supposed to be because they are talking about Annabelle, because they're giving her this attention. So I don't know if that was like intentional or coincidental, Mm -hmm. but I just thought it was cool. Because they even make the comment about acknowledging the doll, right? Right, yeah. yeah. And so he like gets her out of the room really quick. Like, did you touch anything? Like, I guess if she did, they would have to exercise her. I don't know. (laughs) Well, I think you're right, because uh, as you were pointing out, through a lot of this movie. To me, it feels like most things were intentional. Mm-hmm. Right. It doesn't feel like anything was kind of left by the wayside. Mm-hmm. We'll get into my points about some of that shit later. But as far as like story-wise, it was very like self-contained for the most part with, again, mm-hmm. having that outreach to the rest of the mythos that they've kind of created. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really cool. And I think that is very intentional. It's my whole attraction to these movies is that they don't leave any loose ends. Like, you're not left guessing. <laughs> it's not the end of Nightmare on Elm Street where you just assume everyone's dead. <laughs> right. And so not to back up even further than that, but oh, guess shit. what? We have a kill to confirm. Oh, oh yeah. does that ha- does happen? It does happen before we enter the Warren house. So, yeah, this was af- actually oh, after. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Um, oh, damn it. The daughter's outside after she had found this little... Um, music box artifact that the dad goes upstairs and it's him and his wife in their bedroom and they hear the dog barking outside. Sadie's still tripping. Yeah. She's <laughs> she's going <laughs> off yeah. like a metal chain attaching her to a tree. <laughs> Yeah, and it's it's bedtime, and I think they make the comment of something to the effect of, like, well, you're not that tired, are you? And we're like, oh, fuck, here we go. And then, like, scene cut morning, right? And she wakes up, mom wakes up, and she's got bruises all over her legs and everything. Which we're- are very familiar to some people, <laughs> if you're a shin guy. <laughs> 
<laughs> Roger's not in their bedroom, yeah. so of course she goes and tries to find him in the house. Well, they're also sleeping in like a twin. Yeah. A tiny bed. <laughs> it was Sevens terrible. are fucking weird. <laughs> so she goes through the house and she finds him in the basement. The- <laughs> Sorry. That's baby. why there are so many 90s babies. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they make it out of the house, and uh, I, I think what triggers them is the scream of old, old girl April, April again, yeah. back where she found the music box. Maybe there's more cool shit down here. Nope, it's <laughs> kill number one. <laughs> kill number fucking one, and it was my girl Sadie. The one who didn't even, she wasn't even supposed to be here today. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> the first Easter egg in this movie is, so the mom is actually standing at the kitchen sink when she hears her daughter scream outside. And in the background, you can see the clock is stopped at 3.07, mm-hmm. which becomes a significant time, um, which is, again, another thing that I picked up rewatching it for the sixth, seventh time. <laughs> um, that's kind of cool. And then they realize, oh, our dog has died. Yeah, and, and it was an absolute tragedy. And it was such an awkward scene, too, mm-hmm. because, like, the scream happens, mom comes outside, and then they start screaming for dad. So Roger comes out, and he just, like, kneels down yeah. next to Sadie and just, like, puts his hand on her neck mm-hmm. and then, like, puts his hand on her waist mm-hmm. and just, like, sits there for a minute. Mm-hmm. Slow <laughs> zoom out. You know, I mom and can, April are crying. I think you can still see the dog take a breath. Like yeah. <laughs> They just needed it. Yeah, that, Sadie really needed to work on her acting chops. Yeah. But. I mean, I agree with that. It costs a lot these days for dogs like that. So, you know, we, we get, af- after Sadie passes, mm-hmm. you know, RIP to our one and actually only kill yeah. that we see in this Spoilers! movie. Spoilers! Yeah, well, <laughs> at least now they can brace themselves for the rest of this fucking yes. movie. But you can all exhale. The dog is we, dead, and that's all that matters. <laughs> rest in peace, Sadie. Rest Sadie. in peace, Sadie. The rest of this cast is actually dedicated to Sadie. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll be making donation funds later. <laughs> so now we kind of cut to Ed and Lorraine, and they are in this beautiful house, because I guess demonologists make really good fucking money. Yeah. It's in uh, Westfield, Massachusetts, I think mm-hmm. is where we're at now. And they have their, what I assume is one of their grandparents... Uh, they didn't really give us context. The, the, their daughter calls her, which I think yeah, was yeah. Judy, mm-hmm. calls uh, calls her Nana. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, obviously she's the nanny of the house. I think it was Lorraine's mother. Lorraine's mom. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So they're out in their beautiful fucking vegetable mm-hmm. garden. And Judy is playing with Nana and they're working on, you know, picking tomatoes or whatever the fuck they were growing. I got to tell you, that was in the back of the shot. So I wasn't really paying attention. Mm-hmm. But then we have this kind of conversation between... Uh, uh, Lorraine and Ed, and Ed's just like, yeah, I'm gonna go to the store for a couple days for cigarettes. <laughs> and Lorraine's just like, you know, you can't lie to me, right? right. Fifteen years, and you've never been able to lie to me. Yeah. Where are you going? Yeah. Uh, you caught Christ. me. Yeah, going to fucking cock. <laughs> How do you know? I hate being known. He <laughs> was like, we have a job. Yeah. I don't want to take you. Mm-hmm. She's like, you fucking need me. Because, like, outside of it, again, like, I only have so much experience with, with this series. This movie did make me want to watch a lot more of it. But with the little that I've gathered and kind of how uh, Lorraine portrayed it was, you need me because I have the clairvoyancy to actually be mm-hmm. able to communicate with these spirits, see these spirits. Like, you can't just go in half-cocked, yeah. you know? Yeah. And she's the, she's the fucking shotgun. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of... If you were married to Charles Xavier... Wouldn't you want to do everything with Charles Xavier? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, 
And also it's one of those things, and we we kind of pick up on this a little bit later, where the safest place is between them, mm-hmm. right? Like, even later when, like, Judy's not with them, my first thought was, I know you're, like, rushing into danger, but this is, like, the first time that I've ever seen something like that where I'm like, you're actually safer just being there. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah, and the end of the conversation of, uh, of that scene is... Okay, I'll go get changed from Lorraine. <laughs> like, you have to change to go get. I'm like, gonna go put my ghost hunting garb on. <laughs> Let me go get my backup vacuum. <laughs> and I mean, Vera Farmiga looked just fucking chef's kiss. Always, like, yeah. always, especially for seventy-one. Yeah, <laughs> that was a tough one. <laughs> so, but so then we just cut right back to the family, right? Yeah, back to the other house is what it says in my notes. <laughs> yeah. So this is um, I wrote this down as a first encounter with the demon. It's um joey king's character i don't remember her name and her sister they're sleeping in their beds and she's all like snuggled up on her bed all very uncomfortably looking Mm -hmm. and um her leg gets pulled by air because you don't see anything and so she wakes up and she's like telling her sister like do stop pulling my leg i'm trying to sleep Mm -hmm. like you're annoying And then who the fuck farted? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, it yeah. smells bad. Oh damn, Nancy! <laughs> <laughs> is this the the first instance? Is not where we actually see it, right? We, right. Okay, yeah. uh, but we do kind of get this weird, like again, that instance of like. <laughs> it's funny to watch it be filmed because she really just kind of like kicks out. Right. She's just like, stop pulling on my foot. <laughs> <laughs> and um. I believe it goes into Roger in his office at night. Um, yeah. He's got the TV static going. I don't mm-hmm. know why anyone would want to listen to TV static. Because he was drunk and asleep. Well. You, you definitely <laughs> saw the single malt on, like, <laughs> in the glass on his fucking desk. <laughs> so he wakes up to hearing a sequence of three knocks in his house. So he gets up. And he turns off the TV and, like, goes around his house to investigate what it is. Mm-hmm. And then we get those really weird creaks, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just, like... The, it's, like, multiple doors going. Yeah. You know? And, yeah. you know, eventually he, like, comes around the corner. And I know I say this all the time, but this is where I would take my family and fucking leave. Mm-hmm. Because I you, he walked around the corner and you just hear... Mm-hmm. And it's the door just fucking banging itself right. against the door frame. <laughs> right. And I'm just like, there is no amount of like induction in your house <laughs> that would actually no. pull that no that especially no. in secession nature does not work that way mm-hmm. nature doesn't give a fuck <laughs> mm. there is no rhythm <laughs> <laughs> we're not chained to the rhythm of nature <laughs> so yeah we kind of he's kind of like investigating now so he goes upstairs to check on all of his daughters, and um, we now see Cindy, who is sleep-possessed, yeah. and ramming her head into a dresser cabinet. I like, had to take a minute. Yeah. This is, like, the funniest scene to realize that, like, they had to pay her to give herself a concussion right. Right. against this wooden mm-hmm. dresser. Mm-hmm. Like, that just sounds painful. Here's an extra 10 grand off top. Yeah. So I'll pay for the medical bill. Is that per knock or? <laughs> it depends on our agent. Yeah. <laughs> How good is your agent? So when, are, you're in the conjuring, so it's got to be decent. Yeah. I hope so. She had a Nickelodeon agent from the mid 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can 
throw her against the wall. She'll be fine. She doesn't give a fuck. It's fine. She's good. She's good. <laughs> Roger reaches over and like puts his hand on her forehead, but and she's still knocking her head on mm-hmm. the door. Because there's like zero sense of urgency too. And like she's just banging her head and Oh, Cindy just does that. It's okay. Yeah. She no. had the best rhythm in the whole movie because like her, her her time signatures actually matched up between both times that she was banging her head against the fucking wardrobe. She has changed the rhythm. 60, 60 BPM is tough to hold down. That's a weird, deceptively <laughs> slow time signature. Yeah. yeah, so we deal with the sleepwalking and then uh, we kind of get up the next day, right? And everything's not... Er- I can't remember. It was either that or the scene cut and it's um, Carolyn getting out of the shower and there's another like yeah. enormous bruise. Yeah, on her so back. this yeah. is bruise number two that we make notice of. Yeah. Um, for her, it's on her back, there's not more her bruises legs. We, we got the bru- <laughs> we got the bruise count going in this yeah. episode. <laughs> That's number two. Also a familiar mm-hmm. bruise. Uh, this my notes it's the are middle of her back. <laughs> yeah. It gets wild You're sometimes. You're a spine person. <laughs> <laughs> Talk dirty. The trapezium. (laughs) (laughs) My notes are really sloppy through here. The next line just says suicide pigeon. (laughs) So I guess we are the next day at this point because that's when he's exploring the yard. And yeah. Well, we kind of have like this. uh, I think the first part is we get up and Carolyn. Carolyn Carolyn is now walking past the room with April. Yes. And April has the music box that we've already seen Mm -hmm. now, right? And she's like, there's a, it was actually a really cool shot because they shot it from outside of the room and you could kind of see the door as it was open mm-hmm. kind of divided the room where April's face was facing the rest of the room. But then the door just kind of cut the rest of the mm-hmm. shot, which I thought was really cool while she's talking to this spirit that mm-hmm. we that we kind of perceive at this point. And she just looks so precious sitting in her room like nothing's wrong, sitting at her little play table. And she's like, do you want to play? The imaginary, well, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the imaginary friend trope is one of my favorites. Yeah. yeah, because kids aren't great. Kids yeah. are just like that, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's yeah. no demon in our house. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she opens, or uh, Carolyn walks in. She's like, who are you talking to? It's like my friend Rory. And she opens up the music box and hands it to her mom. And what drove me fucking crazy this entire movie is the fact that no one will finish the fucking song because it ends on a leading tone <laughs> mm-hmm. every single fucking time. Every time. And there's so much shit that I, like, if you end it on, like, a fifth or, like, I'll take a fourth at mm-hmm. this point because, like, <laughs> I, I just, like, I could not do it. And Horror movie makers, we have to be better. <laughs> Musicians can't handle it. <laughs> we can't handle it. It's so unsettling. You heard it from G1 himself. <laughs> Your demographic is upset. <laughs> we are the demographic. So, uh, anyways, she is handing the music box to Carolyn, and Carolyn winds it up, and she starts, uh, exp- or April starts explaining to her, uh, if you let the song finish... And you look into the mirror, which is in the top of the box. It's like this weird amalgamation mm-hmm. of like a music box, but also a jack in the box. Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. like this weird clown that pops up and down mm-hmm. the whole time. And there's like this frosted spiral on the mirror that spins in the, in the uh, top of the lid. And as the music goes, and she says, if you let the song finish and you look in the background, you'll see, I guess, Rory. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, she does, she's looking for everything mm-hmm. and that's the first time where it, for me, it kind of fell flat a little bit cause mm-hmm. I was expecting like that first like bang, mm-hmm. but 
it didn't happen. And again, it's one. Of, it could also just be one of those things where that's how you kind of show that the kid is crazy, right? Mm-hmm. To this character, it's like, of course, of course, nothing's happening. It's just some kid with a fucking music box. She's mm-hmm. just being imaginative. It's mm-hmm. fine. <laughs> Must be nice. <laughs> and April jumps out and scares the shit out of her, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She comes yeah. up from behind her and she goes, "Ah, mommy!" <laughs> oh, you, you dick! Hey, you scared <laughs> me. You gave me a heart attack. Yeah. Hit your kids harder. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about April, not Cindy. <laughs> it's okay. I get to say that. <laughs> no comment here. <laughs> Moving forward in this scene. <laughs> That'll be in our Patreon. <laughs> April's like, Mom, let's play hide and clap. Nobody ever lets me play. Which, like, why would you let your youngest sibling play the game mm-hmm. with you, right? Like, mm-hmm. exclusion at its finest yeah, in the em. sibling trope. <laughs> I know that too well. Um... So they're they're playing hide and clap, and the mom has a blindfold on. She gets spun around in the bedroom, and April just runs out. Like, she dips. She's like, I'm going to win because somebody is finally playing this game with me. And so her mom's like, okay, you can clap. And this is where it got me that this game doesn't make any sense because she said, you get three claps. And as soon as the mom asked April to clap, she clapped twice. <laughs> That's already two. You're already like... The rules of your game are not adding up, mm-hmm. anyways. I mean, she's like eight. She can't count. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know what age you start counting at. I just, I just know that you. That Sounds I can like do when it you now. started counting at eight. That explains a lot. <laughs> My two-year-old nephew can count now, so I mean, it's really. That's why I make you read. <laughs> the Texas public school system failed us all. <laughs> Only half of it's in fucking trailers. That's true. It failed itself first. <laughs> it was me the whole time. So she's maneuvering mom at this point. Carolyn, I'll stop calling her mom. Sorry, it happens. <laughs> Carolyn's. There are two, there's yeah, two mom moms again. in this movie. Could, couldn't help it. And both of them, never mind. Um, so <laughs> Carolyn is maneuvering through the house. And we get into um, what I suppose is Cindy's bedroom. Because mm-hmm. this is the same wardrobe that she was banging her right. head against. And she's still blindfolded at this point. So all of this is unbeknownst to her. She's just hearing creaking. I hear you, April. I hear you. You're in here somewhere. <laughs> the wardrobe opens itself up. She's ruffling through the clothes. I can hear you breathing. Why can't I feel you? The dialogue yeah. for that was so fucking it was weird. April. <laughs> and then and then April, she like takes her blindfold off because she's like, "What the fuck? Where are you?" You know what I mean. And then April comes in the room behind Carolyn. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> "You took your blindfold off, loser." You know, mom, what a nerd. Carolyn, mom, I said mom again. <laughs> Carolyn was like, "What the fuck?" And is actually like, "The mom's mm-hmm. like hearing." Because you know. we actually see the hands, right? They come out of the wardrobe yeah. while she's blindfolded, uh-huh. and you get that uh-huh. shit. Yeah. And, and like, it's funny because it's supposed to be Rory, mm-hmm. who like his ghost is actually like a fucking ten year old kid right. or something like that. But the the arms were like as long as mine, mm-hmm. and I have like notably like gangly arms. This was an adult. <laughs> like this was supposed to be her friend that you assume. Later, you find out who it actually is, yeah. and just as scary. <laughs> he ain't got arms like that. Uh, <laughs> he was between like the actor for that scene had to be between you know fifteen and thirty five. Yeah. <laughs> In that scene, when she's like, "Call back," <laughs> she's Subscribe pushing the clothes. Like, I hear you breathing, and it's like but- a very obvious like. Heavy, like, April's little lungs cannot hold that much air. (laughs) This is not your daughter breathing. I'm so sorry. Yeah, so uh, we kind of get 
there, there's a couple more things that happen that are like a little eerie in the yeah. house. Um, but incidental in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So now we actually kind of pick up uh, in the Connecticut disturbance. So we have Ed and Lorraine. This is the call that they were talking about earlier that they were going to go to. Mm-hmm. And uh, almost, it, I'm so sorry to cut you off again. No, it's almost. Fine. It, Almost. This movie jumps around it so does, much. It does, and I'm like, so sorry. I'm just gonna. We get more Christine leg pulling. Um, yes. <laughs> so this is the one where actually, like, as it progresses, she wakes up oh, and Nancy's yeah, Nancy's yeah. in the bed beside her and everything. And it's like, all right, dude, it's obviously not me. And Chris, whatever the fuck her name was, I Joey King, it, yeah, was like, <laughs> was like actually like delivering a really strong performance in yeah. this scene. I thought yeah. it was really sick. Her eyes were welling up. You don't see that standing over there? Well, so first... You know what I mean? What what fucked me up in this scene was... It was a rough night last night, but <laughs> but we. Uh, I set you up for this. Yeah. I'm so oh, sorry. No, it's fine. Know. It's fine. <laughs> That's why you wanted to skip this yeah, part. Yeah. I no, no. It, the audience deserves to okay, know cool. yeah. some of it. Yeah. Within legal boundaries. The Patreon but, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, last night was kind of a rough night. Uh, so when I watched this movie today, I was not ready for Joey King to stick her head on. Not only stick her head under the bed, but have mm. the camera just fucking flip upside down. I was like, oh, we're on a roller coaster oh, now. Oh, we're not oh. just watching a movie and that happens like three or four times throughout this movie and every time just like i just want to fucking die (laughs) i i was not fucking prepared for this but yeah and then again you have that strong performance of like her just being like oh my god Mm -hmm. it's right fucking there and her sister's like you're a crazy bitch (laughs) look i'm gonna walk over here and prove see how could i be standing here if there was something here nancy's not helpful at At all all. and it's very annoying nancy sucks take one (laughs) (laughs) call back (laughs) <laughs> but anyways, so, you know, the family comes in and they just kind of like gaslight her a little bit because mm-hmm. she's clearly the only person that can actually see it. I don't mm-hmm. think she's clairvoyant or anything, but mm-hmm. I feel like we've seen instances where they only make their presence be known in a handful mm-hmm. of uh, mm-hmm. times. But we do cut to the Connecticut disturbance where Ed and Lorraine are investigating this home that is supposedly haunted and they go up and like it cuts to the scene. And again, it's like that instance of they're just fucking extras in this movie right. where she just goes, oh, Brad, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's almost like coming out of Rocky Horror Picture. Oh, like, that's the sound. <laughs> it's your radiator, man. Yeah. <laughs> or your fucking hot water heater or some shit. Say it's, it. It's say, the it. Fucking- say it. Say it. Say it. Say the thing. Not our pipes. <laughs> <laughs> Not the pipes. Not the pipes. <laughs> so we're back at the the house, right? We're mm-hmm. back at the crib, and uh, <laughs> Carol <laughs> here on MTV's Cribs yeah. Haunted Edition. <laughs> And then we have uh, Carolyn is starting to kind of feel the gravity of the second set of paranormal instances mm-hmm. that we have, right? She gets up and she, it's like, it's the middle of the night. She starts to hear just, you know, again, that creaking, the doors, mm-hmm. everything that's just like subtly weird. And then like out of nowhere, the the shot is out of frame, but mm-hmm. you just hear, it sounds like somebody threw like six bases against yeah. the fucking wall. Sounds out like of someone... a cannon. It was yeah. the most explosively <laughs> loud noise. Glasses everywhere. Yeah. Pictures start dropping off left and right. Like it is absolute it is an absolute shit show yeah. in this house, right? All the frames off the off the walls. And she falls down the stairs. No, no. She makes so it down those she, stairs. Yeah. Yeah. She, <laughs> she goes down those stairs and the basement door is open. So she's like, okay, who's like down? Like the brave here? woman that she is, yeah. I guess. Lights a match. <laughs> the door shuts behind her and she gets just dragged down the stairs. She beat the fuck she, up. She gets punched by the door down the stairs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she gets fucking domed by it. <laughs> ah, fuck. Conveniently, 
our favorite little piano is sitting at the very bottom of the stairs. <laughs> she rams her entire skull into the, this piano. Hits an A4. <laughs> <laughs> it was flat. Oh, fuck. In my notes, it's mom falls down the stairs and plays piano with her head. Sound effects guy. <laughs> So she's like at the bottom of these stairs, right? And she's kind of the match. She gets to the light, I think, the the light for the cellar. Mm-hmm. And this ball comes out of the corner of the room. And she's like, oh, fuck. Thrown out of <laughs> yeah. nowhere. Uh-huh. Like behind things. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember. Anyway, she makes her way back up the stairs somehow. And the light explodes again and everything. Mm-hmm. So she makes it out of the haunted ass. They're just flying. And this time she's actually lightning. seen something. Right. She's not just felt it or imagined it. She's actually visually seen the, you know, yeah. the shit going down. Yeah. And of course she's locked in. Dad finally gets home and just hears the screaming through the fucking cardboard mm-hmm. house that they have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so he runs in, he pulls her out of the uh out of the closet <laughs> as it would. And it was so funny to me too. Because, like, he had so much intent, like, in trying to save everybody, and he kind of plays, like, I think you met, you commented on it later in the movie, where he's such, like, the congenial dad. Yeah, yeah. And it's mm-hmm. so just like, thanks so much for coming by. Right. Like, thanks for your help. No, you didn't see a ball bouncing across the room. Yeah. <laughs> you don't, kind of You were concussed by the piano. Calm yeah. down. <laughs> and there's more thumping coming from upstairs, and lo and behold, Cindy's fucking sleepwalking again. <laughs> in the same dresser cabinet. Right. The same cadence. Yeah. She and was wearing so, the same pajamas. It was actually Millie Vanilli she was doing. <laughs> <laughs> no one else comes up there, but her sister wakes up because it's not her bedroom that she's in. And so she's like, all right, great. Now I have to deal with this. So she just kind of shuffles her to her bed. And then she wakes up and just looks at her sister who's facing her and away from this cabinet. Mm-hmm. And she's like just mortified. Again, no the, sense of urgency. The <laughs> sister turns around and there's a whole like woman demon on top of the dresser. Yeah. Like she's just crouched up there like <laughs> And so this demon just jumps on her older sister and is like mangling her. Now everyone else runs in and they're like, what's happening? Oh, Nothing, just I guess. Like getting and pounded by this demon right now. <laughs> like yeah. air is just fighting her. Nobody yeah. knows what's going yeah. on. I would like to say, notably, it was weird for me for this scene when the mom is still like in the closet while everything's kind of happening. For me, in any other given movie, this is typically where you get possessed for the first time, mm-hmm. right? And I feel like when we deal a lot with you know these Ouija board demons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, there, there's, there seems to be a lot of things that kind of have to surround that in order for it to work. And it was like, okay, was she, was, was she too strong still to be overtaken? Because yeah. it wasn't until later that I think they actually confirmed it for us. Like, no, she is possessed. 100%, whereas, yeah. whereas like for me, like I thought that was right now. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's mono and mono in that fucking closet mm-hmm. right now. But it was like, no, everything's still fine mm-hmm. for some fucking reason. Playing with right. their food. Yeah. Yeah. So we go into, I guess, the next day, maybe, where Ed and Lorraine Warren come over to their house. So mm-hmm. now they finally have, We've made like, contact. They were mm-hmm. at the... So the they had held another conference. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And uh, Carolyn was there. She meets up with her afterwards. Mm-hmm. And, and like, so, to, like, at, at her car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
guys, literally my children are scared to death, please. And they're like, lady, it's just your pipes. <laughs> Shut up and call a plumber. You dumb bitch. And she's like, no, you don't understand. So Lorraine feels badly because of its, you know, she has a strong connection to her daughter. So now mm-hmm. she feels compelled to go help these people. So they get to their house. And Lorraine is already like she she feels something off, but you don't find out what it is immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, they travel into the basement after meeting um, all of their daughters, and she's like, "Ed, something terrible happened here. Like I feel it. I mm-hmm. don't know what it is, but something terrible Demon happened." Confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> Demon number one confirmed. <laughs> the movie did a lot of instances of showing us something and then showing us the same thing again mm-hmm. and adding. In, in this instance, a little bit more context because they go through the house, they go into the cellar, they kind of feel mm-hmm. the energy, and then there's this scene where they go out to your favorite tree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I hate that tree. Yeah, and Ed and Lorraine are kind of staring, uh, standing there, and this is like the last bit of evaluation that I guess that Lorraine actually does. She like mm-hmm. turns around and we just see feet hanging <laughs> yes. Dead, <laughs> dusty, ashy yeah. feet. Need some lotion. Get some self-tanner for this woman, please. Drink some water. She also yeah, drink some fucking Dasani. <laughs> Not sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> no free ads. No free ads. Yeah, right. So Lorraine gets some one-on-one time with April, too, and she actually meets Rory. She gets mm-hmm. walked through the whole process and everything and sees Rory, so mm-hmm. she's like, okay, like we're 100%. Yeah, we're 100% there are yes. fucking... I have seen two different people that are not visible to everybody else. Yes. We're on you board. Know. Now we just yeah. need to get proof. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now we're kind of at the point where they're actually talking about like, should we just leave? And they're like, no, because for some odd reason, this is the way mm-hmm. these entities work is they latch onto mm-hmm. you. They will follow they your family. They are in oppression phase at this point, flirting with possession <laughs> as we find out in the lecture and everything. Flirting with disaster. Yeah. <laughs> Which is something that's like very real because I, I've had very many close friends who are like, Oh yeah, there's just these sequence of things that just follow us, and I've moved around a lot, and it just still happens, and it's mm-hmm. nothing detrimental, but it's still like, okay, cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't tell me anymore, please. I'm not gonna sleep at your house. <laughs> put, no, no, don't put that evil on me. <laughs> Suddenly, I don't like you. Anymore. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we kind of get these uh, re- really kind of cool flashes when they're leaving, and they're kind of explaining like these are. It's almost like a shadow. Mm-hmm. But it's like this very aerated shadow mm-hmm. that just kind of floats around ambiently. It's what clairvoyancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shadows. Yeah. Where, oh, where, oh, where is shadow? Didn't know I was clairvoyant, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> but here we fucking are. So now they they kind of go home and they start doing their research. And they kind of start talking about what actually transpired at this home. Mm-hmm. And Annie, actually, if you want to take that, because yeah. I think you probably have a better understanding of what happened than we do. <laughs> so, yeah, it still is very confusing to try to figure out, like, the lineage so <laughs> of, like, what all happened. But essentially, it it's between a mother and a child relationship that this demon is, like, motivated by. And so, essentially, what happened in the family's house was... The mom, like, went crazy and she killed her child. And so the next family that moved there, the mother, she killed her child and then killed herself on that same tree that I hate so much. (laughs) And, like, that's our main, our main buddy in the movie. And they, 
uh, Lorraine is doing all this research and even in surrounding areas, similar things are happening where a mother is going after her child and then killing herself as well. Mm -hmm. And so what we hear from this demon who is um, trying to, to latch on to this family is she made me do it. She made me do it. Like she won't like let go of me until I do this. And you know, I think I actually needed you to explain it because I didn't, (laughs) because I really didn't understand that those were two different instances. Mm -hmm. Like those were two different apparitions. I thought it was all like one person was the witch and the witch just keep, because she's like some Satan loving Mm -hmm. child murderer. or (laughs) Sacrificed her child, proclaimed her love for Satan. (laughs) Sacrificua. And and after the the first instance of that happening, before she killed herself on that tree, hung herself, um, which is the feat that we saw earlier. Um, she proclaims that <laughs> anyone, essentially anyone who tries to take her land, she will. I felt that on a spirit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's coming after. You want to unpack and- that? Or- <laughs> no, we, we did that on Friday the 13th. <laughs> yeah. So this is a, um, this is a plot of land that is haunted. Yes, yes, so yeah. it, it's now latched onto them because they're cool. moving into this beautiful house. A vengeful apparition. And, um, yeah, unfortunately, they're um, reaping the consequences of just wanting a place to live. So now uh, we have this quick scene of Lorraine and Ed talking to the uh, priest, right? Mm-hmm. And the priest is just like, well, they like show them the footage. Actually, I think that comes later. That does come yeah, later. Yeah. yeah, so actually right now they're setting up the film. Mm-hmm. Right. right? The, he's got they like call a, in the A-team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're calling in the rest of the fucking castle. Officer Brad. <laughs> <laughs> that mustache was so bad. <laughs> like, if it were like a little bit thicker, like that fucking Burt Reynolds stash, mm-hmm. I could have gotten behind it, but... It was it was like I tried to grow. Dude, the seventies yeah. had a different standard for mustaches too that like no other decade can compete with. So So we set up like, you know, these incredible pieces of equipment for oh, yeah. being the seventies, because it's like, oh yeah, this camera works on uh on heat and mm-hmm. cold, I What's guess. What's a barometer? Or whatever he says. Yeah. I'll say I think that's pressure. Yeah. <laughs> What's a this thermometer? Is my <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But that's what he did. Like he was he was like, oh, what the fuck was it called? God damn it. I'm having such a hard time with this and it doesn't even matter. Yeah, we'll it's, just cut this out. It's, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Really, there's yeah. a thermometer on the fucking camera right. and if right. it drops, it starts yeah, yeah, flashing yeah. pictures yeah. and shit like that. Essentially, mm-hmm. Ed is like, hey man, give me that thermometer and it's just like a, a, a block speaker mm-hmm. looking, looking <laughs> mechanism that he's like plugging into mm-hmm. the camera. All right, we got it. And We've got Vatican money. And this, <laughs> this setup... That explains the house. <laughs> this setup is pointed at the tree. The Yes. Uh, yeah. We don't have to talk about it anymore. But they, they're they're we setting have to, actually. <laughs> they're setting up the entire house. And one thing that I thought was really funny from these scenes is Ed's in the kitchen and he has handfuls of crosses and he says, "I'm trying to stir things up." I'm like, stir things up with Jesus. I feel like I'm in church, you know? Like, this is... Uh... Stir it up. There, is, there have been so many people knocking at my door trying to do that exact same thing to me. Can I stir you up with are, some uh, Jesus Christ? Are you from the church? Yeah, I'm trying to stir you up. I don't like that. Hop on my bike. <laughs> yeah. Please leave me alone. <laughs> now we kind of see everything kind of fucking hit the fan really mm-hmm. quickly. Everyone's kind of like sleeping in the same room together, so mm-hmm. we can keep eyes on everything. Mm-hmm. And then, again, everything just starts fucking hitting the fan, right? We have mm-hmm. 
Uh, one of the daughters gets her hair pulled and she's just getting thrown all over the fucking mm-hmm. place. Uh, Officer Brad runs into one of the other suicide girls mm-hmm. who had like, I guess just kind of like bucked at him mm-hmm. and he just kind of fell against the wall and was like, ah! yeah. <laughs> And this is on the second night too. Like the first night kind of ends on a cliffhanger, right? Because it clocks over to 308 right. and Brad makes that comment. I trust the clock, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> so in the morning, like Lorraine is hanging sheets up on the clotheslines and everything. And this big fucking black cloud of death comes mm-hmm. over the whole property. Immediate, yeah. like tropical storm around her. Yeah, hundred percent. And it blows the, the sheet up against the, whatever it takes the shape of a human body. And then that blows up against the window. Mm-hmm. And that's where the mom was taking a nap after the mm-hmm. long night. And everything. So you see this entity yeah. in the mom's bedroom and Lorraine is like, all right, here we go. So yeah. she runs upstairs <laughs> into this bedroom and she just hears the mom throwing up in mm-hmm. the bathroom and it's just terrible, like, <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> so no, notably, this is where the possession actually happens. So this because, is where the possession be, happens. Because I had a fucking visceral uh-huh. reaction to this. Yeah. It was, uh, the, <laughs> the demon goes up, uh, like, obviously, uh, uh, Lorraine has mm. not made it into the house yet. And the demon is literally over top mm. of Carolyn and just starts throwing up into her mouth. Yeah. And I was like, I actually Some just want to catch up. I was like, <laughs> but between the camera angles and the fucking like cold vomit coming out, like mm. I just wanted to fucking die. So now like Lorraine comes in and mm. we have uh, Carolyn walking out of the bathroom and she literally just looked like Miss Congeniality. She's yeah. like, no, everything's good. Yeah. Like, I feel great. I just had to throw up a little mm-hmm. bit. I have never looked like that after throwing up. Oh, and <laughs> immediately to end that conversation with Lorraine because she doesn't want to address it, she goes, oh, I hear my husband and kids coming home and they're pulling in the driveway. How did you hear <laughs> right. that? Right. You're on the opposite side of the house. I've taken Ritalin before too. <laughs> <laughs> And we get to the scene of, of Ed and one of his crew guys t- working on this car that's been sitting in the grass of their, their plot of land mm-hmm. for God knows how long. So really, you're not going to get anything done there, but really, it's just a distraction. And he's explaining to, um, it, it, I guess, his crew guy um, why Lorraine has been well, acting. He was, he was talking to the is. dad. Yeah. Because the dad was asking him, like, kind of what he had... I don't know. I guess it's just dad shop talk because like Roger comes over and he's just like, will you hand me that wrench? And I'm thinking to myself, will you hold the light too, son? <laughs> like, yeah. I have and, a match. Yeah. And we get like the slightest amount of background, right? Mm-hmm. Like we don't get a lot about that situation with, because uh, he starts talking about uh, Lorraine and like that last scene or the instance they were in where everything was kind of hitting the fan. The last exorcism. (laughs) The last exorcism. (laughs) Holy shit. The one where it hit the fan. (laughs) (laughs) I'm crying blood. (laughs) If you'll look at his eyes, you'll notice. (laughs) He has tears of blood. If we're jumping around a lot, it's because this movie did it so much. We're trying our best. We're trying Uh, our best here, yeah. But no, you're right. Like, this is the point where it finally starts going off. Right, we're in the shit now, and everybody's yeah. everybody's fucking dealing with something. It's night now. Cindy starts sleepwalking with mm-hmm. Rory because everyone's again like trying to set themselves up to be ready for another viewing, mm-hmm. I guess. But they're trying to make sure the exorcism's happening. And our guy Brad is by himself. He's he sees an cock. open window. <laughs> He's like in the laundry room, mm-hmm. and he hears, "Look what she made me do!" And he goes, he goes, steps outside for one second to investigate. Comes back in, 
And then he sees a maid girl with, like, slits in her wrist. And she, like, doesn't hit him, but, like, tries to attack Mm -hmm. him. And, like, he freaks out and starts yelling for Ed. And then they look down the hallway and see Cindy sleepwalking. All the cameras are going off. And so they run back to the other side of the house. Mm -hmm. And they're like, we need to wake her up. And Ed's like, no, I need you to let her still sleepwalk so that we can catch Mm -hmm. on camera whatever is happening. Mm Mm-hmm. And that was kind of the the crazier part of it, too, is, like, she walks into that room and the door slams mm-hmm. behind her and the dad's like, or Roger's like, fuck that. Are yeah. you kidding me? Absolutely not. It's the same mm-hmm. bedroom with this cabinet. Yeah. And then we keep watch. going back like, to No one yeah. even got on the stairs. Like, mm-hmm. so, so they finally, like, get in there and we find out that Rory used to hide mm-hmm. behind the wardrobe in, like, this again, like the panels just blow out in this mm-hmm. fucking house. So they. That's <laughs> uh, <laughs> for X movie only. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Swinging. <laughs> Swinging. Uh, so so they blow out the panels and uh, they they look inside and she's like curled up in the corner and just like found her. She's yeah. not <laughs> conscious. She does not know yeah. what happened because mm-hmm. she slept walked with some demon who led her into a hole in the wall and shut her in there. Bro, imagine waking up in a wall. <laughs> <laughs> so her dad just picks her up and like totally takes her out. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Han Solo <laughs> mid carbonite. <laughs> Lorraine's like, get the music box, get his music box. So she takes his music box and perfectly puts it. In in the shelf in the wall where he had a bunch of other toys, there's dust all around it except for in the shape of where his music box is supposed to go, mm-hmm. which doesn't make sense if you understand how dust collects. <laughs> but whatever, I'll go with it because it was outside when we found it. Well, so I feel I, fucking dumb. How did it get from a wall to by the tree? I, I hate that I have a less than basic concept of how dust collects because <laughs> I didn't pick up on that either, man. You're fine. <laughs> it doesn't do it in cadence. So yeah, that's what I know. <laughs> I think I've seen this movie too many times now. (laughs) But essentially, Lorraine puts it back and and the floor caves in and she falls through, like, feels like like ever. (laughs) And she has the music box in hand still and she, like, does the thing again. She winds it up and she starts looking into the mirror and she starts seeing the other entities that are mm-hmm. in this house the, the like, rory's mother other mm-hmm. mother yeah, kind I, of vibe. I think our, I, I think our ghost counts like four yeah right? there's so many yeah, yeah there, there felt like there were a fucking lot in this movie mm-hmm. um, and she hears a woman weeping saying she made me do it so again from the maid and saying, with her right yeah, yeah so yeah. again the dead from, body yeah yeah, like, yeah from the maid saying she made me do it to now uh rory's mother saying she made me do it with her holding a, a just a kitchen knife over mm-hmm. her son. To to cut out some of the like basic story at this point is they she she has this realization right now now she knows the story mm-hmm. of why everything is happening. Mm-hmm. So they get everybody out of the house. They're like, you need to stay in a motel tonight. Mm-hmm. And then you know they go home. They have this instance with their daughter that we'll cover, cover very briefly because on their way back, mm-hmm. uh, Annabelle is just going hog wild in mm-hmm. the house, right? Yeah. Fucking with this kid. Mm-hmm. And the only reason we're not going to touch on it too much is it was kind of nonsensical to the story that we were actually yeah. part of. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, she's fucking with Judy. Lights are flickering. She sees the body. Annabelle's all over the place. And then, you know, her parents finally get home and they're like, all right, cool. Now we can like, she has that realization or, uh, sorry, not uh, she, but Lorraine has the realization 
that it's possessing the mother every time, which is weird because she knew the story mm-hmm. and still hadn't figured it out quite yet. And then they get a call from uh, Roger, who was staying at the motel with his family. Uh, Lorraine had taken both of her daughters back to the house. Mm-hmm. And they're like, all right, fuck it. We have to go do this exorcism mm-hmm. now. Because we- <laughs> like you had mentioned earlier, they had gone to the Vatican for permission. They, were like, they had gone to a priest for permission. He's like, well, they weren't fucking baptized, so we got to go all the way to the Pope. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so they it is incumbent upon them to do this exorcism. Turns out Ed knows what he's fucking doing. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It was some of the worst Latin I've ever heard, but he did <laughs> knock it. But he did make it happen, I guess. Veritas, <laughs> <laughs> Necronom de Montu. Like, <laughs> so uh, we jump back to the house, and she's like mid holding the sharp scissors mm-hmm. that we saw earlier in the movie, about to just fucking gut one. Or, I guess it was April. I think it, it was one of she's them. The, she's like the uh, like between that yes, and the yeah. fact that Joey King was a high build name in this. Yeah. There's really like two it, two daughters. It to was me. not April, but it was the next youngest because April was witnessing it. Oh, was it Nancy or Christine yeah. or Nancy? Yeah. yeah. Or okay. I think it was Christine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so we're about to gut her, and then Cindy. everybody. Cut- <laughs> <laughs> Pick a name. <laughs> and then everybody kind of bum rushes her, obvious, or bum rushes uh, Carolyn. Obviously, she's having, like, this visceral reaction from being fucking possessed. <laughs> They're trying to get her out of the house, and her skin just starts burning and they're just like we or, uh, uh uh lorraine's like we can't pull her out of the house we can't do it otherwise she's gonna fucking die the the demon's just gonna kill her yeah. she's gonna burn her to which death. is really fucking funny but it was just funny to me that like obviously we have established that the property is what matters not the borders of the house you know right what I mean? and wasn't she already away from the house after she had been possessed because she was in the car outside the motel but anyway it is what it is. Demons get to pick and choose. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. She had to go back so that she could stay. Uh, you got to go forward to go back. Right. Okay. One step it's, forward. Every episode is really just the great glass elevator. It is. <laughs> so we're trying to figure out where we can actually kind of fall in. And they're like, okay, we got to do the exorcism. They bring her downstairs. They start having this giant, like, brawl with, with uh, Carolyn. And, you know, and suspension uh, wires. Yeah. Brad, like, puts the shotgun down, and it's like, all right, well, first of all, pick that fucker up. Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> if somebody's got a dome mom, sorry, that just, <laughs> yeah, that's just got to fucking happen. It's mom or the five kids. So. <laughs> Statistically, more, on mm-hmm. one of those sides, more people will live. Right. <laughs> Again, I'm not you did, great you at You did learn how to count. Yeah. Right? <laughs> to six. <laughs> Or between five and one. Right. We're still proud of you. It's okay. That's all I ask for at the end of the day. It's just for somebody to be fucking proud of me. Anyways. We're not unpacking that today either. (laughs) Moving forward. Please subscribe to our Patreon. (laughs) Uh, But anyways. uh, So we move on to uh, them actually putting this exorcism through. They finally like chained her down to a chair. And they're like reciting. Lorraine's like, I'm going to go get the book. And I guess it's just like, though I, at first I thought I missed something because yeah. like the mm-hmm. book was, I guess, supposed to be something that transcended this movie. Mm-hmm. It was not. It was just like your uh, average exorcism for dummies kind of right. thing. I think that's one of those things that's like, if you watch the other movies, you already know that they have the book. Mm-hmm. It's like in other movies surrounding it with these characters, mm-hmm. you know what their equipment is. So like. It's hard starting this series, but also for me, I was like, oh, it's the book. Because I feel like it was yeah. meant to be a throwaway line, but the way it landed was so, like, yeah. such an emphasis yeah. on it. It was like, okay. Yeah. The book. <laughs> the get, book. The book. She, like, looks over her shoulder. The book. You know? <laughs> we gotta get the Bible. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought they were. Um, so, you know, now 
every average possession is kind of where this scene mm-hmm. is at now. The the chair flips upside down, and again, like I started to get a little dizzy, like just because <laughs> the camera right. flipped upside down and pulled everything up. We cut to Joey King, who is like hiding in the car outside, and like the, the Alfred Hitchcock's birds just fucking come mm-hmm. out, start killing Suicide themselves. Pigeons, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, them suicide doors. <laughs> <laughs> So they just start, you know, uh, the 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 accompaniment of chaos is now hitting mm-hmm. everything. Everything is fucking hitting the fan. She finally kind of breaks out now too. And there's this weird scene where uh, uh, Roger is like trying to talk to Carolyn, and it's just like, I know you're in there, and she just like turns her head like Exorcist style and mm-hmm. goes, "She's already gone." Mm-hmm. And oh, I don't know why, but it's always like the person who's getting exercised and like their their loved one who they never say the the right things because like i know you're in there i don't think that okay. happens when you aren't possessed <laughs> <laughs> how could you say something so controversial it's so true it's that, infuriating i have not been hit harder <laughs> I'm not even sorry for that. (laughs) I thought it was funny that um, they're throwing holy water on her while she's like trying to get exercise, Ah. and it's just like burning her. It's like yeah, that shit was super effective. Like you you hear this, you see the steam, you hear it. It's everything you want it to be, I guess. Mm -hmm. Because very rarely does that actually work, right? Like Mm -hmm. with the holy water, there's sometimes where I thought I think they actually just like swallow it, spit it back at you. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of spitting in this movie. <laughs> well, <laughs> there's vomiting. We make our we make our way with um, with Carolyn at this point. I, I like we're just we're accelerating here. Yeah. Carolyn fall, finds her way into a wall. Um, <laughs> she's chasing April through the wall. I suppose this is meant to be where Rory would also get chased by mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a tunnel system yeah, yeah, yeah. under their basement for some yep, reason. It's Narnia. <laughs> um, and. Uh, Ed's Ed's got her by one arm, and like there's a hole in the floorboards that's mm-hmm. perfect because this is where April had been hiding. So Lorraine's looking through the hole in the floorboards under the floorboards, <laughs> and she's got her by the head and everything. And Ed's like, "All right, demon, go back to hell!" Like he throws the book out. I guess no. this is just what, you know. What I, mean? I condemn you. And so she's got her by the face and everything. Lorraine has Carolyn by the face, and she makes her remember her happiest memory mm-hmm. with the family, and that yeah, you know. The scene that we've seen four times already yeah. of them at the beach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Are you happy, please? Yeah. You're going to be okay. So, yeah, now we actually kind of like hit the backside of this movie, mm-hmm. right? Which thank- <laughs> we accelerated that pretty quickly, but that's really, that's really like the rest yeah, of the they, movie. They kind of just fight and more chasing happens and more shit starts. I think a shotgun got possessed at one time and fired at somebody. Brad gets his face bitten. Like there's a couple of other, you know what yeah. I mean? But it's like, that's kind of it. Nothing yeah. hot happens. Like they, <laughs> you know? they perform the exorcism yeah. and it worked. And, it and worked that's where like the movie, like it builds the up. The words so- never work. The Latin yeah. never works. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> the clairvoyant happens too, which there's probably something there. The movie mm. builds up so much, but then to end so quickly with like, okay, we did the exorcism and worked. We can go home now. Like, My notes literally say they get her out. Everything's fine. That's yeah. How it, the exorcism so, yeah. worked. Yeah. yeah. And it, it was really funny too. Cause like we start off on the next morning and everybody's like shaking hands and they're like, Oh, thank you so much for saving my house and all this bullshit. Mm-hmm. But what really fucked me up was the fact that, um, Judy, the mm-hmm. child of both Ed and Lorraine was just straight up not in this scene. Mm-hmm. And if I'll get to this in my final thoughts, mm-hmm. but like it, it, it felt weird to me that she wasn't 
any part of this. Mm-hmm. And then the camera kind of pans out. We go back to their uh, Ed and Lorraine's house where they're mm-hmm. putting the music box along with all the other fucking cursed mm-hmm. items in their fucking house. Mm-hmm. In their house. And then oh the music bo- box opens and starts playing the music again. Mm-hmm. The mirror inside starts spinning. And everybody, like, I know for me, I know Annie has seen this movie before, but I'm, like, staring with anticipation. <laughs> and then just nothing happens. Nothing. Nothing mm-hmm. fucking happens. Good and the movie ends. Because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for some reason they have a force field around this room in their house mm-hmm. that's so special it's that they words. can... <laughs> I didn't see any spell casting. Yeah. But, uh, Couldn't tell you. <laughs> yeah, so that was The Conjuring. Yeah. You know, um, I'm going to do my final thoughts last. Eric, I want to get your opinion All right. first. Dude, I'm I'm like between like a six and a half and seven and a half, depending on what element of this movie you want me to talk about. I think the acting was fantastic. I think the plot was great. I think the writing was great. I just worry that maybe, maybe like it's one of those things that once I complete the series, I feel like I'll lean closer to that seven and a half. You know sure. what I mean? Because sure. I feel like I just have more questions than I have answers mm-hmm. right now. And I don't think that that's the conjuring's fault by itself. Sure, sure. Annie, what about you? I had solid nine. Okay. I love Woo! this movie. Woo! You have the first nine in the history of Under the Floorboards. When so. I say, I'm going to turn the mic off. <laughs> <laughs> this is bullshit. These are my favorite, favorite, favorite movies. Yeah. I, I, okay. The sequel to this is my favorite sequel to ever exist in like, there's always that stereotype. So I mean, you're going to do our part two. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to. Um, it's like, I just, I love the characters. I love the consistency. I love mm-hmm. the writing. I love the cinematic feel and like style of mm-hmm. it it's just my favorite movies ever so <laughs> <laughs> nine and a half huh? <laughs> uh personally i i put this movie at a six okay i thought i thought the story was really good i thought the acting was phenomenal my issue is there's absolutely no reason this movie should be almost two hours there were so yeah. there were so many scenes, and I this mm-hmm. also could just be a Warner Brothers thing. It really might it not. Be. It really does. I'm not blaming everything mm-hmm. on the production team for this. I do feel like there were so many times where uh, it could have been condensed so much easier, mm-hmm. especially like the one of one of the first uh, playbacks that we get with uh, when they're in front of the tree and she sees the feet hanging next mm-hmm. to Ed. Well, Whoa. we see those flashbacks twice, and each time they add a little bit more to, mm-hmm. to it. And I'm like, why wouldn't you just consolidate that into mm-hmm. one? You know, it felt like it dragged it dragged the movie for me unnecessarily. I'm taking Annie's word for it. Just <laughs> we'll get off. None of it was an accident. You know, yeah. I felt the same way. I mean, you're looking at y'all are listening right now, and you can see the length of this podcast. Okay, we accelerated through the last back half of this movie because there's yeah. so much shit to go over that we just had to determine whether or not this is important. And I was like, is, is this going to be a three hour podcast? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> if you've seen all of them and we missed stuff, it's Dude, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know what I mean? There was a lot in this movie that just didn't seem to have any meaning to the immediate plot. So it just, you know, here's here's why it's a six and a half for me. Fucking Sadie. Yeah. Fucking Sadie, dude. <laughs> Fucking Sadie. How are you going to have a horror movie? There's only one death and it's the family dog. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> that I'm already connected to, damn it. More people died in Marley and me. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like... <laughs> Marley and me had a higher kill count than the contrary. I mean, that's a fucking problem. That's why it's a six and a half. <laughs> and, and, that, and that's really where it comes down to for me is, again, like, I liked that there were instances of Annabelle in it. Mm-hmm. And those plot points 
did absolutely nothing for this movie. And it honestly could have been one of those things where they could have sped up the scene where Annabelle was actually with uh, Judy and fucking with her. Because again, it did nothing for the plot of this movie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, I thought the story was really good. It just felt like a lot of that shit could have been condensed because it felt nonsensical Mm -hmm. to what we're actually dealing with. I'm like the opposite because my attraction to these movies is that it almost feels like like you're watching episode series and they're just mm-hmm. it's so much information and it like you can watch it over and over again and you can find new things like you can sure. notice different mm-hmm. things and it's also a movie that like I'm not scared to watch alone because <laughs> it's, it's it is drawn out to a point that it's like okay you can actually kind of laugh at this because like the the worst parts of the movie like they end and like everybody gets over it so. right 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 no I I, I definitely understand well, I don't understand. Let's have a re-review <laughs> once we've seen all five. Yes, yeah, thank yeah. you. Let's yeah, have yeah, a re-review. Yeah, let's, yeah, see, yeah. let's see where we are. Um, there. I, I, I think the series <laughs> is going to be good. I am yeah. excited to watch all of it. And, and hey, this is a great first entry, though. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, so, yeah. Um, and again, like, I had seen The Nun, and I, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that yeah. movie as well. So I assume that the rest of the series kind of transcends that. The Nun was only 90 minutes, though. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Six. <laughs> cool. Uh, <laughs> that's my nine <laughs> um, Eric would you watch this movie again probably now that I know that there's a bunch of shit that I definitely missed so. <laughs> you're welcome for pointing yeah, that out you got it Amy, I almost feel stupid asking you this question <laughs> I, will, I will rewatch this movie till I die I love, I love these movies so much fly till I die Yes. I would watch this movie again I would watch it after rewatching the series <laughs> sorry not rewatching watching the series mm. And actually getting a little bit more context from all right. these different movies. Because I think the story is there. Like I said, that was like the driving force for me. And you know what? Give it a six and a half. All right. Sorry, just be clapping again. Not again. I felt like but, an asshole yeah. applauding myself. So. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think this movie was a lot of fun. I think uh, there's a powerhouse amount of actors and actresses mm-hmm. in this movie that did a phenomenal job. And overall, the story was fun. You know, mm-hmm. it, it did feel like that super creepy possession kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I do feel, feel also like I was on the edge of my seat a lot of it for... I was so ready for another kill. Or just yeah, a yeah, kill. Yeah, you know, and it's it's not to like satisfy or satiate my own bloodlust. But mm-hmm. like, I would like to think that it... Yeah. <laughs> Impossible. <laughs> Um, but I felt like it was one of those things where I really wanted just something. Because it was like when we watched Creep, you know, yeah. and you, it, obviously one of them's got to go at the end of it. But in this one, it was weird that like nobody did. Like yeah. even yeah. Veronica, like yeah. Veronica dies, mm-hmm. you know. Spoiler. Don't say nobody went in this movie. <laughs> Sadie's not a nobody. I agree to that point because you do still want that satisfaction of like, okay, someone reaped the consequences of living on this plot of land. But really it's just like, Oh, you had an exorcism. All right, go on about your life. It makes me less afraid. Like right. for for if that's what you're going for, because the mom is obviously like I, I hate to be that guy, but if you're like clearly possessed and coming in sideways at your boy, it's game over, man. Like <laughs> it's me or you, and yeah. I'm staying. So yeah. and, and it just felt like they're I'm not wa- fighting for your soul. I'm fighting for mine. <laughs> <laughs> 
Good, good callback. Good yeah. callback. <laughs> but yeah, it, it would have added a little bit more gravity to me if they right. had killed like sure. one or two people. There has to be some stakes, right? And so far, the information that we've been giving him is if you stop the mom from killing kids, nothing bad happens. Yeah. Right? So It was the kill we found along the way. It was. <laughs> but do you guys have any final thoughts? Nope. All right. Well, uh, so this is our episode three. So I'm going to go ahead and plug our Patreon that will be up next week, which right. we're super excited for. That's going to be Patreon slash Under the Floorboards. Come check us out. Uh, we actually have a very wide variety, I feel like, of yeah. payments. You know, you can do our... Th- <laughs> Pay us. I don't yes. want to tell you. Like, uh, there's uh, $3, $13, and $666. I would love to give mm-hmm. you all of the promotional shit, but honestly, just check out the site. Uh, you'll see all of the good things that you get coming from uh, all of our merch discounts to uh, some of our own signed DVDs of movies that we've watched. Um, and maybe you get to pick a flick. That sounds so much sexier in my head. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. I want to thank Annie one more time for being on our show today and also appreciating the shit out of you for doing all the social media that we don't do and can't do. (laughs) I am the face behind the scenes, even though you guys don't see me. So hello. She is the scene creator. (laughs) (laughs) Really, Eric and I just talk. (laughs) Yeah. But thank you guys again for joining us on Under the Floorboards, where it creaks, it cracks, and we laugh at the creatures that go bump in the night.